And uh, here we go. So everybody ready? Christmas, here we go. Good? Okay, in our family, we go from uh, Thanksgiving to one, two, uh, three birthdays, Christmas, New Year's, and anniversary within about six weeks. Uh, I checked my bank account yesterday. We still have money. We're still winning, okay? Still doing good. Um, the kids were adorable this morning. I, uh, some of those kids are getting a little bit bigger. I didn't know why my uh, 15-year-old wasn't up there. Probably because he wouldn't fit on the stage. Well done, though, kids team. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. As you're turning there, how many of you have gone out and already seen the new Star Wars movie? Anybody? What? Wow, okay. Raise your hands again. How many of you have seen it? Anybody? Somebody? Anybody? Two guys. I have not seen the movie, no, but I've paid for my kids to go. That counts. Uh, okay, how many of you uh, still have yet to start shopping for Christmas? Anybody? Kevin Cook, of course. Yep. Garrett Kepke, okay. I've still got some work to do, but we'll uh, we'll get. I've got a week, right? Seven days. Um, the uh, my wife isn't here this morning. She's home tending to. We got the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, one of our twins began throwing up last night about 10 o'clock. Eight times she threw up, so uh, she took my place in our bed, and I got to sleep in her nice twin bunk bed. About five o'clock, I woke up, and her sister was in the bed with me. So. Just being uh, the life of a dad. Here we go. Uh, last week, Josh talked from uh, Luke chapter 2, uh, looking at good news. The, the Christmas season is about many things, and, and uh, we can even laugh. I, in our family, we think it's pretty funny that Christmas uh, and, and the birth of Jesus most likely, and I'm not here to debate any of this stuff, um, but most likely wasn't December 25th. And so we, we have all these celebrations and these traditions and and all this stuff, and, and really, we just we kind of wonder, okay, what does Jesus think about this? You know, what is, what is God thinking about? Oh, Black Friday and uh, football on Christmas Eve and on Christmas. Uh, it's just getting more and more to where yeah, it's about making the money. Um, when really, no matter what time of year we, we would celebrate the birth of Jesus, we could, we could celebrate every Sunday if we wanted to because it really is the most important thing that happened in the history of eternity. He lived, he was perfect, he died for us, and it doesn't matter what Sunday we celebrate as long as the Church of Jesus Christ does in fact celebrate that Jesus came and lived and died for us. Last week we, we talked about celebrating the good news. This week we're going to continue looking at why Christmas, why, why is Jesus relevant during this season, and today We'll be looking at, just uh, perfectly, the worship team lined it out for us, uh, Jesus as Savior today. And we're going to be uh, uh, succinct and brief and uh, get through what we need to and celebrate well that Jesus came, lived, and died for us. First, I want to do this with, with us. I like to have, I like to tell funny stories, number one. And secondly, I like to kind of uh, ease into something by having you share with me as well. So I want you to think back on a time. Uh, how many of you love to get gifts? You love to receive something, okay? And if you say no, you're probably lying because it feels good to get something, right? 
Uh, I, I, want, I want you, uh, kind of one, one, one by one, I want you to shout out a good gift somebody gave to you. Okay, go. Socks. Okay. Okay. You're living the dad life. I get that. Okay. Come on, a good gift. Somebody? Beef turkey. I saw somebody buying something at church today. Okay. Yeah, it was by. Yep, yep. Her. What's your cell phone number? We can just get you on the. Yeah. Um. Okay. Someone said a car. What? Uh. What else? Good gifts. Come on. Yeah. Pictures. Okay. Of your kids, grandkids. Once you have grandkids, the kids kind of get skipped over. Yeah. Okay. Smartphone, iPhone, okay. Uh, if you don't know, Marie, our receptionist, just got a brand new phone. So, so she she's had the same phone for probably 10 years, okay? So this is this is a life-changing. Okay, how about now think of bad gifts. You got the gifts, and you were like, what is this? Come on, shout it out. Say it. Christmas sweater. Oh, that's, that's, that's useful, though. What else? What else? Marble egg, okay. Josh, okay, Josh admitted last week that he bought something really for himself but gave it to his wife. Okay, that's pretty common, I think, for husbands, okay. Any, anybody else just hilarious bad gifts that you've received? The drill press, snow blower. Yeah, we were, we were thinking about buying my mother-in-law one, and no matter how you kind of go at it, it's not really fun to get. I don't know. Yeah, just call Brad instead. He'll he'll plow for you, okay? Um, so for me, I mean, obviously, some of the best gifts I've ever received, my wife, a wedding ring, a honeymoon, stuff like that. But how about, how about bad gifts? Last night, that was a bad gift at about 9 o'clock. We're like, are you serious? You know, fever, oh, I don't feel good. As we're going to bed, she starts throwing up. You kind of know, oh, well, there goes our sleep. And uh, that was... That was bad news, but by far the, the worst gift I ever got, and I'll never forget this, uh, I'd been in the military, I came home, and the person who gave me this will remain nameless and anonymous, um, which might be impossible, but she, uh, okay, I already said, it's, it was a lady, and she was my grandma, okay, And my birthday and Christmas kind of run together. So she gave me, she's like, I've got one gift for you. It's really nice. Oh, awesome. Okay, okay. Open it. You know, it's a box. It looks like clothes. I'm like, okay, it's got to be, you know, pretty nice. Open it and pull it out. And it's, it's uh, kind of soft. And uh, it's this sweatshirt. Uh, I'm not sure what it was made out of. It had a really large uh, turtleneck on the sweatshirt. And when I, it was really small. Okay, and I, I'm not, I'm not a, huge guy, but it was small even for me. I held it up, and I noticed right away there were shoulder pads in the sweater. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was still pretty nice back then. I said, wow, thank you. I was very, very impressed, kept it, uh, took it home, and was like, this is obviously for a lady. I said, it's obviously uh, also very expensive, so I'm going to take this back and get my money, uh, number one. But before I did, I darn well put the sweatshirt on, 
for a whole uh, night while I went around with my friends around town, and it was quite the event. So um, if you need help shopping for people, ask for help, okay? Lesson, there's good gifts and, there, and there's bad gifts, and today, this is why this is perfectly relevant to share my story, is because today we talk about the best gift you and I as believers, as uh, those that follow Jesus, the best gift we've ever been offered or given is Jesus Christ. And he, he came and lived with us. He was a baby born, uh, you know, in a manger. What that looked like exactly, we might not know, but we know that he was uh, uh, conceived immaculately. He was uh, uh, lived and died for us. And that gift, we can often forget what that meant to us. And maybe today you don't know that uh, a person lived for you perfectly and 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 righted relationship with you and the God of the universe. Today we're going to take just a few minutes to talk about uh, what salvation through Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus Christ, what that means for us. So I'll pray real quick and we'll continue on. Lord, we thank you this morning for uh, good gifts. And we also thank you just for the fun of sometimes uh, what bad gifts are to us, God, humor, and, and you're a funny God, you're a good God. But Lord, we pray this morning, open our, our mind, our eyes, our spirits to you. God, we thank you. Your word is life. God, you're better than we could ever know, uh, imagine, or even uh, conceive. And we pray this morning, remind us of the goodness of Jesus Christ that, that you showed for us. God, we thank you that in this season... There are many things to be busy about, be distracted about, and whether or not we even really celebrate the day Jesus was born, we celebrate the fact that Jesus did, in fact, live and die for us. God, we thank you that is true, and that changed the course of history for all time. We love you and give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, talking about salvation, Luke chapter 2, and this is kind of uh, the the block of scripture we'll be looking at um, for the couple of weeks leading up to Christmas. Uh, Luke 2, 8 says this in the ESV, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 11, today's Kind of anchor verse, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. See, the gift, as we're talking about gifts, and, and I know my grandma loved me. She wouldn't, have, she wouldn't have gone shopping. She wouldn't have spent the money she did. She was just a little confused, I think, and uh, got me the wrong thing. But a gift expresses the heart of the giver. And when we talk about the God of the universe who created all things and, and has spoke the world into existence, uh, that very God, personal, yet uh, greater and more infinite than we could ever know, that very person, uh, his heart is for humanity. It's for you. It's for me. So uh, the gift expresses his heart. The, uh, the gift also expresses the value of the one receiving the gift. So not only does the God of the universe care for you, know you, care about all things, but he also values us more than we even give a value to ourselves. Uh, I think it's easy to give ourselves a low value in light of things. I'll think about uh, things I do throughout the day or the week, and I'm just like, man, I am not good at this. I could do this better, and, 
And God doesn't look at us that way. He, he, the Bible says we are the apple of his eye, which is ridiculous. Kathy shared a testimony a few uh, weeks ago, and she said that very thing. God, God said we are the apple of his eye. When you think about that, it's absolutely uncomprehensible. How could that be? How could you really think that about me? I have no idea. But the gift, and in this case, Jesus, the baby Jesus born on the earth, that gift expresses the heart of God towards us. It also expresses the value of ourselves, the complexity of this gift that is Jesus. You think about sometimes you get a gift and you just receive something. Oh, I just That's a nice shirt. Oh, you didn't have a shirt before, now you have a shirt. But the, the complexity of who Jesus was it keeps us from receiving some things, some negative things, uh, but it also gives us infinitely more than we could even know. So this gift is, is uh, just more than we can even kind of grasp. It's, it's uh, keeping us from things, but giving us more. See, Jesus, if we're talking about uh, the price of a gift, this, this sweater that I got, I, w I wish uh, smartphones were better back then or even existed because I would have a lot of pictures of that sweater. It would maybe go on my wall. It would, because every time I think of that story, it just, it just kills me. I mean, I could, I could cry laughing from what happened to me. Uh, but the, the price of this gift, Jesus Christ sent to all of humanity. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, Jesus being the pearl of great price. So the kingdom of heaven uh, is that pearl of great price. And I'm not one to wear pearl necklaces, you know. But if you value things based on what the the world gives value to, pearls are a, a high-priced item. Also, it talks about uh, Jesus and the kingdom of heaven being the treasure, that when a, a man finds it, he sells everything to go and buy the land and get that treasure. See, sometimes we think of Jesus as, oh, well, yeah, he's, he was a great teacher, and yeah, it's good when I make mistakes, but really, uh, the value of Jesus, his life being born, given to him, humanity, and all the things we'll talk about that did for us, that value is greater than any other price throughout all of history. And that gift given to us, for us, proves the heart of God and the value of you and I. And today, if the Holy Spirit can just speak to us that reality of, of God is better than we know, he's given us more than we even think, and remind ourselves of what that really looks like. See, when we talk about a Savior, it's a deliverer, it's a preserver, uh, talk about Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Anointed One, and then Lord. It says, uh, today, uh, born in the city of David, a Savior, Christ, the Lord. See, the Lord is, is uh, someone to whom a person or thing belongs. And so if you and I, if we've uh, received this gift, then in turn, our life would belong to Christ, the Lord. I want to look at three things today. Uh, that the birth of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior did for us. Okay, good. Three things. Number one, and then we'll have a few things that go under each of these. But number one, firstly, of uh, the birth of a Savior, uh, Jesus saves us from some things. The very, the very word save means it's keeping you from something. It's keeping you from consequences of something. It's uh, if my uh, son or daughter was running to the street, the highway, and, and I did something to, to preserve their life, to help them, I would have saved their life. The very same thing is true for us. See, uh, Jesus saved us from, first off, separation from God now and forever. 
See, we were on a path, and, and all of the Bible, and I can't preach to you the entire Bible today. If, you know, we have other things to do. I think there's maybe football games on. I don't know. Not None that I want to watch, okay? Uh, and I just, I want to humbly say congratulations to those Packer fans getting your Christmas gift early. Man, my Seahawks looked so bad last week. And then they played Thursday and looked just as bad, really, but... Uh, See, we, we were on a path, uh, after Adam and Eve uh, disobeyed God, on a path of separation from God, uh, currently and all of future, until Jesus came into the world, until death was defeated and sin was, uh, was trampled under the feet of Jesus. We were separated now and forever. Also, uh, Jesus saves us from this present age. See, it doesn't take much to look around and see that the world is messed up. Uh, you look at any of the news stations, doesn't matter which side you stand on, the world is messed up. There's things going on that should not be happening. And we're uh, Jesus, eventually a new earth, a new heaven will save us from this present age. That's good news, because this weather is not what I'm liking, okay? I've got so many family and friends going to Hawaii. My mom is in Maui right now. Oh, look, it's gorgeous. Like, thanks for telling me. That's so awesome of you. I've got uh, our friends over in Sioux Falls. They canceled church. It was supposed to be negative 45. Yeah, that's not nice. See, we need God to recreate the earth. We need a new heaven and a new earth. And Jesus living uh, is proof that down the road there are better days coming, okay? You think about uh, Syria and what's happening. And uh, I'm getting messages from friends in Brazil, the favelas that we sent money to. There constantly are drug raids in that city of uh, we have friends there who can't go to work. The, the, the roads are getting blocked. There's gunfire in their buildings. And all over the world, wherever you go, there are issues going on that should not. This present age uh, hopefully will end sooner rather than later because uh, humanity is not doing well. Jesus also saves us from our obvious imperfections. Romans 3.23 says this, For all have fallen, ascended, and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us except for this great gift, a highly valued and priceless gift of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus, as Savior, also saves us from the wages, the consequences of this very imperfection. Romans 6.22 says this, now, But now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and eternal life, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, Jesus, he saves us from many things that we had the consequences coming to us just because of, of the world we live in. Number two, doing okay? Number two, okay. Number two, Jesus saves us by something. Doesn't just happen miraculous, doesn't all of a sudden we're better. Jesus saves us by something. Ephesians 2.8 says this. Uh, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. It is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may, may boast. See, the reality is, no, no matter how good any of us are, it will never, ever, ever be good enough to get us to God. I love uh, Br Brent Dodge, your illustration of how uh, you, you share that with people, and especially it was David John's who said, Brent Dodge shared with me the bridge across the Grand Canyon. 
And no matter how good we are, if we're Usain Bolt, if we're whatever decathlete, you can't jump across the Grand Canyon. We can't even, probably no way to build a bridge across the Grand Canyon totally. And, and that, that reality is true. We can't bridge ourselves to God. It's just a separate dimensions. There's no way. And, and only through Jesus Christ, through faith in Jesus Christ, not by what we've done, but believing Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, the anointed one, bless you, uh, only believing uh, that and through grace, accepting the free gifts. See, my kids are great kids, but do they always deserve the amazing gifts we give them, the, the house, the food, the cars, the come on now. I mean, they're good kids, but they're sometimes I don't want to give them nice things. You know, but that's what that's what gifts are. That's what being a loving father is. And if even I sometimes give decent gifts to my kids, how much more God in his infinite wisdom, power, and reality gives us the gift of new life. I love my kids. Okay, they're good. And, and actually today, you know, my favorite kid is probably Cade because he's here with me. <laughs> he, he's, I think he's on my iPad and he's on Facebook or something. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, Jesus saves us by something. So the next thing is, is Jesus saves us through spiritual rebirth. Okay, we often forget this. We're body, soul, spirit, eternal beings having a earthly or human experience. Yes, we forget that. It's so easy to be uh, in the now, the temporary, and what's right in front of us. But in reality, yeah, yes, this is bad. Yes, situations must frustrate you. But when you step back, when you breathe for 30 seconds and realize, oh yeah, this isn't forever. We don't always have to watch the Steelers play football. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, just saying. There, there will be more important and way better things to do. Just kidding. I love all football teams equally. Uh, uh, yeah. Just like I love all my kids. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, different. Body, soul, spirit. We're all three. We, we must remember that there's a spiritual birth and rebirth. And, and uh, Jesus talks about with uh, man of the Pharisees, Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. Jesus says, uh, da, 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 da. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. See, this is the crazy part is he's trying to explain to it. The guy's trying to be practical. Of, Would you really have me be born again? And he's like, Jesus is like, no, thank you. And all the moms are like, no, thank you. Okay. Um, but the reality, and Jesus was expressing that which is uh, born of the flesh uh, is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is also spirit. And so uh, we must realize we must be born again. We must receive Jesus. And it's a supernatural, spiritual uh, transaction. Rebirth is, is also what happens by Jesus Christ. Number three, number one, Jesus saves us from some things. Number two, Jesus saves us by some things. Oh, I forgot this. Sorry. Um, before I go to number three, Jesus saves us for some things. Uh, I recently read, how many of you love to read books? Anybody? Okay. I have this like divine tension in my life. I love to read books. I, I can watch some movies and usually I fall asleep. Um, it, just, it just doesn't hold my attention. I didn't see Star Wars because honestly, it's, it's cool, but just fantasy is not my thing. I have the worst imagination ever. Um, 
But when it comes to books, I can read almost any book. And this divine tension is this. I love to read, but I have five kids and a wife. And so it's, sometimes it's like, okay, if I'm either <laughs> spending time with one or the other, and I feel like I'm cheating on my family when I'm reading sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, I read this book. Yeah, block, yeah, block it out. Yeah. I read this book when I went to Africa last time. That's how I, I snuck this one in. Um, actually, I read like, like eight books, to be serious. But this book, if you're looking for a great book, this, this is a great book. It's written by a guy who's a brain surgeon. Uh, he, he's also a believer, and um, he's kind of wandering in his faith. But he's a, a, a brain surgeon, an incredibly smart guy who he ends up getting cancer. And he, he's writing all throughout the book, uh, the journey of, of getting cancer and what it's like. And all of a sudden, he's the one, he had been the one saving people's lives. Uh, he, he goes through the process of all of a sudden realizing that nothing he can do is going to save his own life. And so this quote right here, uh, you know, I think expresses the reality of sometimes we forget uh, the eternal nature of who we are. We also forget um, that all of us will face death. Um, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to forget that because it's always in front of us and our family. We've experienced death. You, people get sick. Even uh, this month, heaven forbid, our cat passed away. Like, really? Our cat, uh, 11 years old, and he's with us now. He's, he's better behaved than he's ever been. He uh, is eating less food than ever, and he just sits on the mantle. He's so well behaved. We had him cremated. He's in a nice thing, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Ah, he got cancer too, so it's, everybody gets it. I don't know. But this reality of, of everybody, everybody passes away. Everybody dies. You know, this age is passing away. And it's one of those, I mean, we're always kind of dealing with it. And until people get sick or there's a, an accident or something, it's often not in the forefront of your mind. But this, this quote just reminded me of, of we need to be in this mentality, not in like a grim, like uh, weird way like I just expressed with my cat. But like everybody, you know, will die at some point. And I think having that mentality of, of thinking about it, of, of dealing with that helps us. So he wrote this. The guy's name is Paul. Uh, the book is called When Breath Becomes Air. And he said this, before my cancer was diagnosed, I knew that someday I would die. But I didn't know when. After the diagnosis, I knew that someday I would die, but I didn't also know when. But now I knew it acutely. The problem wasn't really a scientific one. The fact of death is unsettling, yet there is no other way to live. And he'd, he'd, he'd always been one that was just, you know, could find the answers for everything, could you know, when somebody was sick, or he knew why things were happening, and it was all scientific until, in the end, there's no scientific reason for uh, or way to avoid death. One of our kids uh, wants to be cryogenically frozen, and uh, we keep saying, yeah, if you do that and come back in 10 years, I don't know how good you're going to feel in your body, and it might be a little weird. You can try to avoid death eventually. I mean, we've all seen Encino, man. Like, he's weird when he comes back, Yeah. Um, so you might live longer, but you're still going to be strange. Um, <laughs> okay, number three. We need to live with eternity in mind. Live with the fact that one day 
we will pass away. Number three, Jesus saves us for something. And this list could be so exhaustively long. Um, and I just want to give you a few reasons why Jesus uh, might have saved us. He might have, and, you know, he didn't just save us and say, all right, you're done. Zap you up to heaven. There's, there's stuff for us uh, that we get to experience here on earth. The, uh, the Bible, and I, did, I couldn't find this scripture. I, I missed it. Uh, while studying, but the Bible talks about the kingdom of heaven is about bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth now. It's just not, it's not just a future of when we die and go to heaven and there's a new earth and a new heaven. It's uh, God has things for us to do and be now. See, we need to bring uh, what Jesus did uh, through, through uh, being crucified and raised, uh, raised again, bring that to the earth, even though the earth is extremely messed up. It's that whole, uh, you know, the kingdom of God is here, and it's also not fully here. But we can bring life. We can bring healing. We can bring joy and hope to places that have none. If, if you, uh, the whole Syria thing has got me just so messed up. Like, how can that be happening? And the entire world knows about it, and it continues to happen. And that's just one, that's just one situation. I'm not trying to be political at all. But how can a place be in that kind of situation, and, and the world is not doing something about it. Uh, you know, and that's, that's, as believers, we need to be bringing the kingdom of God wherever we may find ourselves. I, this is actually just off the cuff, too. How many of you uh, remember Barb Iman? Remember her? Okay, she was uh, from Kalispell. She went to uh, Uganda for a while and uh, did some mission work there and worked with some ladies. Now, I don't know if you've heard, she has left Uganda and she's in Iraq. Um, she's in uh, Kazakhstan, I think, or Kazakhstan, or um, right outside of Mosul, one of the main like, like terrorist hubs of ISIS, and she's helping them uh, uh, rescue people out of uh, bombings and, and things ISIS has going on there. Incredible. Like, are you kidding me? She left Kalispell to go to Africa to go to Iraq, and uh, she's just seeing uh, – horrific things uh, live and in person, but she's there. She's not going for a vacation or she's not hopeless. She's there doing what she can in light of what the gospel has, has given to her. Faith, hope, love, all those things expressing to those people that are there. See, Jesus saves us for something, including good works. Uh, you know, before the good works, he obviously saves us for new life, to be new beings, to be new people, uh, new creations, new minds, all those things, and, and, and an actual new relationship with the God of the universe. That's what we're saved for, relationship. First, we're, we're to be with God in a new way that is only available through Jesus Christ. And, and once we uh, receive that sonship, that daughtership, that uh, we are heirs of God and everything he has, he's given to us, once we receive that, it's out of that we go out and say, okay, Ephesians 2.10, God has uh, good works for us. We're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for these good works. We can go anywhere. We can go to Brazil, Iraq, uh, Africa, wherever God calls us, believing we can do those good works. Because God has already uh, uh, foreordained and given us the power through his Holy Spirit. Next, uh, not only good works, but uh, I want to top that, the good works, and say greater works. Because Jesus said uh, uh, in, in John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, and whatever Jesus says, I think is pretty powerful, right? He might know. It says, whatever I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, 
and greater works than these will be done because I'm going to the Father. I love this. This came up. Whatever you ask in my name, this will, uh, uh, this will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. I don't think we believe that. You know, I think we think, God, please, uh, and I actually have an ornament that says, uh, Lord, please let the Seahawks win the Super Bowl this year. And I think if I pray that, I feel like God might let that happen. But when it comes to things that are real, okay, football is real, but it's fake, okay? Uh, but when it comes to things that are real, like, God, you need to uh, break into the university. God, you need to uh, begin saving people in a new way in Missoula. God, you need to be planting churches, whatever it is. You need to change what's happening in Syria. I think we, those are so far-fetched for us that we don't believe we ask in his name, he can do it, right? Or even medium prayers. God, I'm, uh, I, you know, maybe uh, something's happening in your family. There's a sickness and you don't have the faith to believe that God can change it. God says, whatever you ask in my name, it shall be done. I think I would rather be known for asking too much of God than too little. Okay, we're, we're to be saved for hope, we're to be saved uh, for love. Luke 10, 27, and behold, and uh, talking about what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Well, he said to this, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. See, I could get up here and, and every conversation I have with any of you, any message I do could be that. Okay, here we go. Love God, heart, mind, soul, strength. Love your neighbor. How you doing? Okay, me, I'm not doing good either. Let's work on it. Let's go out and, and, and through God, do better, be better, so that God may be glorified. See, he made us to love. He made us to be hope dispensers and, and to go into all the world and be those people who give others life. And then supernaturally, they may receive uh, the gift, the value, the price that is Jesus, this baby born that we celebrate, that we go out and spend all of our money and run around like crazy and sing all these songs and do all this stuff and decorate. Uh, because supposedly Jesus, well, I think Jesus would be happy and God would be happy if more people were receiving the value and price that was his life than anything else. And there's much to celebrate these holidays, family and health and all this stuff, but uh, th I just really uh, felt this sense that we need to remember the value, the price, what it meant to receive salvation for us personally. We need to remember that, that God so cared for us that he had a plan before eternity began to right relationship with us. Before it all went wrong, he already knew how he had it fixed. How does that work? I don't know. But I do know that's the reality. That he had it all fixed, and the Bible is a story of God writing relationship with us through Jesus Christ. So if you would, stand with me, please. I'm not going to have the worship team come. I'm just going to stand. I'm going to pray uh, for us. And uh, if there are a few, I don't know if we have a, much of a ministry team today, but uh, if you are on the ministry team and there is, why don't you just uh, come on up here by the stairs? Yes. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I, that, I meant to actually say that and actually uh, pray for the church we know in Brazil, the church that we sent an offering to. It's their church leaders. It's one of their main leaders who... He can't go to work. They're getting stuck in the roads. His building is, is literally being shot. Um, and he said it's like the third or fourth time this month. 
um, that he, and he doesn't know, you know how to get to work and all this stuff. So I want to pray uh, first, just lead into praying for that church, but also just pray around the world. People are experiencing amazingly oppressive situations. Let's just pray uh, that, that the hope of Jesus Christ would go forth. Okay, so Lord, we, just, we lift our voices, God. We just say, first, God, would you, would you be in Brazil? Would you be in Rio? God, we know there are situations that are negatively affecting your gospel going forth. God, we, we thank you. Your word says that in the darkest of times, your light will be all the brighter. And we just pray in Brazil, God, bring peace. God, we pray, uh, give them new ways, God, to, uh, to curb and alleviate uh, the, the stuff that's going on, the drugs, the, the violence, the, the, the breaking in. God, we thank you that that church, um, Rio Vivo and, and uh, Rio, God, that would be a light to their community. God, you would send people. They would receive the gospel. Even I pray as they are having church uh, uh, today, Jesus, save people. Give them new inroads into the community. God, help them to have answers for uh, and, and help for what's going on in the community. God, we believe uh, that we ask in your name and anything is possible. God, we believe you for it, Jesus. But we lift up places that are just uh, experiencing amazing, amazing oppression. Iraq, Syria, uh, Middle Eastern countries and in the, the north and east of Africa, we know are just so oppressed. Lord, we, we thank you. Your gospel is life. God, it's the power of your gospel to save. And God, we just pray, uh, raise up people who... Uh, would go, who would support communities that are there, that all in all, God, you would be made famous in those places. God, oppression would be broken. The, the chains that have bound countries and nations and governments for ages would be broken in Jesus' name. God, we thank you. We ask. We believe. We know it's possible. God, it seems ridiculous to us, but we ask and know that it is possible through Jesus Christ. God, I thank you today. Maybe there's somebody here that uh, that you, you don't know the great value that God placed on your life uh, through sending Jesus Christ and allowing him to live, to be crucified on the cross and raised to new life. You don't know and didn't know that was done specifically even for each of us. God, we thank you. The gospel is personal. It's relatable. And I just pray today if there are people struggling with situations, struggling with self-hate, doubt, or frustration, God, we thank you that through the gospel, new life, and where we're washed whiter than snow. Today, forgiveness, new life, new purpose is available. And if there's anybody here today, God, I pray you would speak to them and encourage them that a new start is, is possible in this amazing Christmas season. We love you, God. We thank you for your church. We thank you for this city that is such an amazing place to live and raise a family. We just say bless this city and this season in Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. Hey, if you need prayer, if you want to talk to somebody about Jesus, there are great people here to talk to you. We will see you Christmas Eve, 24th, 5 p.m. Have a great week. Enjoy it. Don't dread it.